0: No, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again.
1: <laughs> Dreadful. Dumb and dumb right, Connor. Alrighty. Uh, welcome back to the... Forty Yard Switch episode thirty six. Uh, we've gone worldwide. We'll be.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely a first for the uh, for our podcast.
1: So yeah, we're back on Zoom. Uh, for context, we did already mention once that I'm in England. But even if uh, I wasn't in England, we potentially could have been on Zoom anyway because uh, the house back in Melbourne is in lockdown, Uber, or has been in lockdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. Yeah isolated to close contact for seven days and i've just tested positive so there's another seven days in isolation
1: <clears throat> <laughs> lots of fun times ahead so it's hard to watch football i guess
0: yeah well yeah I've, I've definitely watched a lot more football than i have in in, in the previous couple of weeks so anyway, a silver lining
1: <laughs> burning the candles as it were um Absolutely. <laughs> yeah uh so quite a bit to get through that's happened in the past uh week and nothing more important there or big than uh, the situation going on at the blue side of Merseyside, Everton. Uh, Everton, Uber.
0: yeah. I mean, it was honestly quite frustrating. Like, I mean, I I watched the Norwich game, and like, it wasn't good, but like, to me it wasn't it wasn't terrible either i mean we we lost 2-1 they scored two goals in in the space of like 5 minutes um but apart from that we we looked quite decent and i just think it's bizarre to give a manager so much backing sort of change the whole sort of executive sort of structure of the club or or at least the personnel in there get rid of you know one of your better defenders um make three signings and then sack your manager based on an iffy result when and like the lead up to it as well like i admit is 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 not ideal but like there are a lot of mitigating injuries um and i think he he deserved at least a little bit more time with a full set of of fit first team players
1: yeah i 100% agree i feel like uh like yes the results aren't going badly and you hear you hear a lot of noise from the pundits you know you've got idiots like jamie rednapp Redkna- being like oh he was never a fit he was never a fit and Keane being like oh you can't keep losing games and all that but like honestly like the situation that everton have been thrust upon this season with the amount of injuries they've had on already on an already bare bones team and then a player and a man a player one of your probably arguably one of your best players uh not seeing eye to eye with the manager and then leaving. And then finally uh, the manager bringing in some pieces that, he'd, that he can help build the team in his own frame of mind in his own way. And then he's not given more than a week to implement those players into his team before he's let go. I, like, he, like, it just doesn't, like from a, from a, a managed like not a, a sort of a, a running a club perspective, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it, it is completely bizarre. Like why, I don't know, you, you, you definitely need to give him a bit longer with his players before making such a rash decision. And I just, I mean, we, we did speak about when he got appointed, you know, if things start to go sour, like they're going to go sour like very quickly because of sort of the history um, of his involvement with with the other side of Merseyside. But I just think, I mean, so something that I touched on was, you know, we, we, we need to move away from being so emotional about these decisions. And it it just seems like a very emotive decision and the board again, have got no sort of long-term, long-term plan for what's going on.
1: In terms of, uh, I agree. I completely agree with you. I was actually thinking like, it seems like a very emotional, uh, you like where we're just talking about like taking the emotion out of the game and I guess out of, you know, running a club. And like, I agree, but I'm um, also in, in terms of like, a, uh, a leadership or I forget, it's not managerial, but like a, an ownership perspective. Uh, do you think Fahad Mashiri has to start taking a serious bit of flack for how the the sort of trials and tribulations that Everton's been going through for the past five or so season?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: On one hand I mean, he put a lot of money into the team, but then also got his merry-go-round of managers, financial fair play issues, and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean. I mean, the one the one good thing he's done has he's invested a lot of money into the club. But apart from that, it's been a complete shambles since he's taken over. I mean, to be fair, it's it's been a shambles since before he took over. Like there was a bit of the club was looking decent when Roberto Martinez was looking good as manager. But basically, since Moyes left, I think it's all been going downhill for for a while
1: yeah Martin, martinez kept it afloat for maybe like two or three seasons but then yeah it was it was on a downward yeah. trend
0: mm. yeah
1: So moving anyway back. it's
0: it's very interesting and, and it's interesting there's very similar sort of uh, i suppose parallels with the with the ollie sort of sacking where the board have just sacked him and have literally no plan for Well, it it would seem like they have no plan for what to do next.
1: Yeah, this was another interesting thing for me. It's like at least like you see like a a smart way to sack a manager is Chelsea when they knew they had someone lined up. Yeah, and then you've seen how United had not to do it, and then Everton seem to have not learned from how their peers in their class have have done well or done poorly. And like you said, like just there seems to be no vision in the sacking. So I guess going from here, there's obviously like some of the managerial candidates, there's Lampard rumoured, Martinez was rumoured, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Obviously, there's Duncan Ferguson, Wayne Rooney also rumoured as well. Uh, I'll tell you who I would think would be the better fit in a second, but I want to hear what you would, would, would like out of those three options, Ferguson, Lampard, Rooney. Wait, out
0: of Ferguson, Lampard and Rooney.
1: Yeah, or, or any other candidates that you've heard of?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I like Ferguson as um a caretaker and also th- they've brought Leighton Baines. I'm not I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure whether Leighton Baines was part of the coaching staff prior to prior to this, but he's sort of taken up a more senior role at the very least. I think that's a good move. I don't think Ferguson as, you know, anything more than a caretaker at this point in time is is a good move yeah out of out of lampard and and rooney i would prefer to go for rooney and t- to be honest I, I don't see much between them in, in terms of their sort of managerial sort of resume or, or credentials i would just say rooney for the same reason that pointing appointing ferguson and baines as caretakers is a good idea it's just sort of getting the fans back on side and i feel like the, the club's lost a bit of identity with all of these major sackings and poor like transfers so yeah that's why rooney would be my my pick
1: i i like it i like it and i, I in in a different scenario where that where rooney is not in the scenario he's in now i i would 100% have Rooney as my first choice if I was an Everton fan but I just think with Rooney in the situation he's in right now like I just I just don't see him like leaving like he's done so well to get the derby out of where they are to uh negative 12 points in the season to where they are like now like they're off the bottom of the league I just I feel like he's very committed to that project but who knows maybe the draw of his um, hometown boyhood club will be enough to sway him but uh, for me, I I think Lampard. This is like this would be the perfect project for him to come back into management. Like it's a squad that has has talented players who are, who are better than where Everton are in the league right now. It's also um, a team that has a fairly uh, a fairly young back four that he can, and also a pretty complete back four that he can. Um, Sort of building his own identity, and I just think that yeah, he, he I think he did very very well outside of that season. He did got get sacked in with a team. He over he overperformed with a Chelsea team that wasn't expected to do much. And I feel like this Everton team, he can really maybe sort of flex what sort of managerial muscles he may have not been able to show because the job was too big for him. And I, I I I I've had we've both had our like questions about. Lampard about his character or whatever, like with how sort of cocky or whatever he seemed to be. Maybe he got a bit too big for his boots, but I think he may have been humbled a bit by the sacking. And I think this, this could be a job that he could really knuckle down and commit to for a, a number of years and really maybe like probably set Everton on the right track. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I, I, I think on the first point, yeah, it, it's hard to see Rooney leaving right now, given he's so close to sort of potentially keeping them in safety after, I don't know how many points they've been deducted this, this, this year. Um, And yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose Lampard would, I honestly haven't give, given him too much thought for, for this particular role, but it, it, it does seem like a good fit. And it sort of seems like there's parallels with you know, Aston Villa being a good fit for Steven Gerrard. It's like, you know, maybe Lampard should have got this sort of opportunity after the... Was he with Derby
1: before? Yeah, he was also with, yeah, with Derby. He was basically with the team that Rooney's with now, but at the other end of the table.
0: <laughs> yeah, before it all went to shit. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it'd be very interesting to, to see how it goes. I think he's better than... Also, since since Rafa's been sacked, we've been linked with all sorts of, like, I don't know, washed up managers. And I feel like we seem to have gone for that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, like your Carlos, yeah, Rafa's. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Rafa. We've been apparently linked with Jose Mourinho. That would have been an absolute nightmare. Nightmare. I think, yeah, L- Lampard seems fresh. Yeah, m- maybe this sort of... Um, challenge would suit him a bit better than sort of the big the big challenge that was Chelsea so yeah
1: I like the parallel you drew between um uh Steven Gerrard uh at Aston Villa and potentially Lampard at Everton because I think uh Aston Villa and Everton historically and even now are like like regardless of where they are on the table and results and everything they're similar stature clubs and I feel like they both would have similar goals which is to soon like obviously Everton got a little bit more work to do but um would want to be in and around the Europa League spots in the years to come or at least challenging for them and I think two young managers who have who seem to have maybe like Lampard probably the the big time came too too early for him but like when they had were in their sort of current lane have done well and I feel like Everton and Villa are are two teams that if with Lampard and Gerrard at the helm could really be like you know top eight mainstays if, it, if if it pans out well um in in the coming like 10 or so years
0: yeah i think i think
1: that's the thing that there's definitely work to do
0: at um at everton but again to draw the, the sort of comparison with aston villa like it changed like the whole situation changes so quickly like aston villa were barely avoiding relegation like two seasons ago and that's essentially where we're at now. Yeah. Like the, the the financial backing is still going to be there, with with whatever manager comes in. So if they can just string three decent sort of transfers together on the back of what Ancelotti brought in, and to a certain extent what Rafa did, like he signed some some decent young fullbacks and a decent forward potentially in in El, in El Ghazi. So
1: and also demari and Gray as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Not so much with Rondon, but... Uh, <laughs> Let's say yeah, that one better. Yeah, but Lampard does seem a good shout. I mean, I think I initially sort of wanted Rooney just because, you know... Nostalgia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, Rooney is but, also... It's, 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 also, Rooney is in the same mold as a Lampard and a Gerrard. He's just been doing it for slightly slightly not as long. It's also weird to think that Rooney's like, couple of years younger than both those guys like five years five or so years younger than both those guys
0: yeah yeah i think yeah a, a, another thing maybe give it six months and uh rooney will have another chance at the everton job
1: <laughs> yeah true maybe, maybe if duncan can keep the everton boys afloat and avoid relegation then rooney, once rooney's kept derby up he can come back yeah the,
0: the rate at which we sack managers there should be plenty of opportunities yeah
1: true you forward <laughs> all right well um moving on to from a slightly uh, slightly less sort of grim topic and more of a controversial one is uh the topic of post uh, postponements and the reasons behind game postponements with uh obviously the reference point being the much talked about arsenal tottenham game being postponed uh a few days ago um so for everyone that doesn't know, uh, Arsenal uh, had their game. A uh, rare requested their game against Tottenham be postponed due to uh, COVID cases, lack uh, injuries to players, and players away at Afcon, meaning they only had, according to them, fourteen eligible first team players, uh, including the goalkeepers. Uh, and subsequently, they were allowed to. Uh, have the game postponed 24 hours before the game was supposed to be played, the Premier League announced it. Uh and everyone was like, oh, it's it's bullshit, like rotting the system. Uh, you know, um they've got all these these got all these like academy players uh and how how are they getting postponed games just for injury and AFCON everyone has to deal with that. Um so what I want first before we get into it is to uh what well, let's let's both give before we read up on it what well, what our sort of first takes were on it like when we first found out about it because we've our, our opinions have changed somewhat since
0: yeah i think yeah all, my my initial reaction was definitely just this is uh a, a, a lot of bull crap
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> like it i mean literally every premier league season recently you know Teams get absolutely smashed by injuries, especially you know, in in December and around Christmas, just because like the volume of fixtures and every team goes through it. And to sort of see Arsenal request the postponement due to injuries and Afcon again, like another thing that affects every team. Yeah, it seemed definitely unfair.
1: Yeah, my and my reaction was the same initially. It was like, like, yeah, like a lot of Arsenal fans were like. Uh, like just sort of like having a laugh at everyone getting mad but I'm like this is embarrassing like this is issues that every team has to deal with like like every like we slapped a heavily depleted Leeds team uh just before Christmas who uh five nil, and they were uh playing essentially their kids and like now we want to get our game postponed when we could easily probably play some academy players but then Uh, I did a bit of digging and the Premier League uh, has a a link on their website which um, shows, uh, explains how um, postponements can happen. Uh, And it was uh, apparently there was, um, it said that uh, according to the rules uh, of the, the Premier League, COVID postponements can happen as long as COVID is like a reason, not the reason for the request of the postponement, which is is uh, a bit I don't know dodgy. I'm just getting it up now. And basically, yeah, they said match match postponement process. When making an application for a postponement, clubs must provide the board with following details together with clear reasons why they believe the match should be postponed. Players and staff have returned to positive COVID tests, their vaccination status, and if known, the source of infections players and staff who are self-isolating, players who are unavailable to play through injury or illness, players who are listed on the club's squad list who are still available to play in the match, including appropriately experienced under-21 players, which includes under-21 players who have played for the club, another Premier League or EFL club or an overseas club in the current season. And then it goes, however, any under-21 player who participates in a club's FA Cup uh, round three match and has not played in any other first team competitions for the club this season will not be considered by the board as appropriately experienced. Uh, so this was where I, it starts to be like, well, these rules are just a bit like, they're, they're so easily exploitable because obviously the players who are unavailable to play through injury or illness, like obviously that that's a loophole right there. And then also the, uh, the quote unquote uh, appropriately experienced players. Uh, it's like, yeah What how does how, how do you justify what's appropriate experience and also what's the point in having all this academy all these academy players if they're not going to ever get a chance to play in the first team you know
0: yeah i mean it's 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 definitely on the on the premier league at this point like that is such a convoluted rule and like as you say it's sort of easily exploited like it should just simply be if you have this many players out due to COVID, then the game gets postponed
1: yeah and that's been yeah. like the, the the big call from like Gary Neville and other pundits, which is it, it should yeah the rule now should be games can only be postponed for COVID and no other reason and it, and it's unfortunately I don't think this is going to be a way that I don't think this is going to be a rule that they big uh, pun uh, can change until the end of the season because I don't think the Premier League is known for changing rules mid season so it's we could be looking at other games being postponed for this very reason i think burnley got their game against watford this morning postponed yesterday for the same reason so it's annoying for sure
0: yeah i i think now that you know arsenal have essentially set the precedent teams will teams will be looking out for it because you know i i think one of the big ones that also changed my mind on the topic was mika richards coming out saying if other teams Say they wouldn't do this in the same situation, like they're lying. Yeah, massively. <laughs> like, like you, 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 yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> it sounds a bit of a lag here. Now <laughs> uh, you, you go ahead, you go ahead. I was, just,
1: I, was yeah, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, and like, the like, liver, like, like it's not the first time, not the first time a team has called for a game to be postponed. Like Liverpool did it, albeit for COVID cases that turned out to be false positives, uh, and also like. This is also the first time that Arsenal has had a a game postponed. They've, they've applied for it before. Like they p- applied for it when they had uh, four COVID cases tw- uh, uh, a day before their their season over against Brentford, and it was denied. I think because that was uh because uh, it was too close proximity to the game. Uh so yeah. it's just like, like, yeah, any other team, if given an opportunity to. You know, get a game postponed when they're missing a number of. I think remember we were missing Tomiyasu, TNE, uh, Shaka, Saka, Odegaard, another unnamed player had COVID and then uh, Party El Neni, uh, Pepe, and, and Pepe and Aubameyang don't really play anyway, but like Party and uh, Party definitely. And like, any, if anyone else had like what that's essentially five or six first 11 players potentially missing and had an opportunity to be like, can we not play this game? especially a game like this North London derby, arguably really the biggest game on Arsenal's calendar every year, then I think, yeah, they would do it. Like, Liverpool, if Liverpool were about to play Man United or vice versa, and United were about to play Liverpool, and they had this many players out, they would 100% do it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it. it is a big list. And, like, but, yeah, it, it does come down to the fact that, you know, Odegaard is the only one in that list, along with the unnamed player who... Is out due to COVID, but it's no. dodgy. Yeah, it was. I was interesting in, in in doing this. I was reading up on that, like the controversy around Liverpool postponing the game with you in Arsenal in the League Cup. Yeah, apparently they did so. Twenty players, wait, uh, or twenty like staff and players tested positive on rats. Yeah, and then they also tested positive on PCRs. And then on the third round of testing, Trent was the only one who actually was confirmed positive, and the rest were false positives. Bizarre. What?
1: But then, yeah. And, but then Trent was playing like three days later after that the League Cup game.
0: Oh really? Yeah, I Yeah, the, it, thing, I thought, I thought it he does. was out, and
1: then I checked it, and he was playing, and I was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, there's a lot of controversy, and I think. I think, like with all the postponements last year, when the rules were different, like the Premier League have shot themselves in the f- in the foot a little bit. Like, there's just zero consistency. Yeah.
1: And, and like, it's, it's it's
0: it's not
1: it's 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 not really comparable, but it's kind of been like the consistency, not just with this, but also with issues like refereeing and lots of other things. Consistency seems to be the one thing everyone's asking for with the Premier League and VAR, sorry, and it seems to be like the. They can't deliver it on any in any facet of the game, like, like not with postponing fixtures, not with VAR, not with uh, refereeing rules. Like it's just it's 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 become a definitely a bit of a farce this season for sure.
0: Yeah, and this one does seem like a relatively easy one to be consistent with.
1: Yeah, just like if you got COVID, yeah. If you don't have COVID, if you have enough, it should be just be like it should be like how many cases do you reckon it, like you would like a team would need like if, if they change the rule, how many cases of COVID would a team need like to warrant being called off? Like four, five?
0: Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. I I, I, <laughs> I suppose I said it would be easy, but now the thing about it would probably be hard. Because I, I was thinking maybe like, you know, four first team players.
1: Yeah. I I I, I four was the number of like four first eleven players was the number i was thinking of and i reckon like four players that like that like can be justified as first 11 players like have played a minimum of like five or ten games um in the starting 11 um this season i feel like that's warranted but like yeah as the rules as they are currently uh don't really work but uh anyway (laughs) let's move on to some uh, actual football action (laughs) So uh, we we'll start off with uh, a game that uh, a game and a player that so in our transfer episode last week we ha- sort of alluded to the fact that this could be really big for Aston Villa, uh, Philip Coutinho the hero as uh, Villa stormed back from two 0 down to draw two all with Manchester United. Um, obviously, I, I haven't. Been, I think I was in I was in transit on the plane when that game happened. Uh, so, or no, you know, I was here, but for some reason I missed it, and I'm, I don't I, and I'm not able able to watch Optus Sport over here. Everything's on Sky, so all I've seen is the highlights. But uh, will be. And did you see any more of the action?
0: Yeah, I watched. I, I watched the whole thing, um, and yeah, I mean, continue came on late in the game. Like the, the the first half, United looked really, really, actually quite good. <laughs> um for, for the first time in a while when i've watched them um and yeah went up two nil sort of in the second half and then Coutinho came on and basically just changed the whole game got a, got an assist um for the jacob ramsey goal and then jacob ramsey assisted him and they came back from two nil two nil down yeah i think i think like we were touching on last week i mean it's it's early days and you know it's a small sample and whatever but it does seem that you know w- when he's sort of that main man, he can he can sort of step up and.
1: Was it like a drastic yeah. change from like before he was on to when he came on? Like just the entire, like energy of the stadium, the energy of the team, like.
0: Yeah, the, 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 there was definitely a change. I think a contributing factor to the whole comeback was United sort of being not quite as good as they were in the first half, and again it, it came back to that center midfield position. Matic played decent in the first half, but he looked a little bit slow and potentially a little bit tight in the second half. And then Coutinho came on and sort of lit it up. Um so yeah.
1: Did uh did like yeah, so yeah, it's a combination of like you know, Villa on the rise and on, on, on the on the the decline, as it were. Um so surely he starts next game and continue
0: I would say so, yeah. I'm 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 not sure. I'm, I I suppose like he signed too close to to the other game to sort of start, but you know I, I, read, I assume he's been training with Barca and would be ready yeah. to go.
1: I read something Gerard saying at Barca. The reason he didn't start is because at Barca he'd only been doing like uh like little small small sided drills and stuff, so he wasn't fully match fit. But like I guess when you when you when you have that much of an impact on a game uh in such a short amount of time, like imagine what you could do. With, with an entire game, yeah, um, and that and their
0: opponents this weekend uh aren't looking too hot recently.
1: <laughs> oh, was it Everton? Everton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be interesting for sure. Um, we we talk about United too much, a lot. So oh, I almost said too much. We probably do talk about United too much times, but um, uh, so I don't want to touch on touch on them too long, but um. They have they sort of looked good in moments and bad in moments, which is sort of a metaphor for their entire season before it was sacked anyway. Do you like any? Are we? Uh, is it just more of the same, uh, or is there some sort of progress being made under Ralph?
0: I definitely saw a bit of progress in in that first half. Like they, they like controlled the game for the first maybe like thirty minutes um and it's something that i haven't seen and didn't see on under ollie um yeah for for quite some time so i reckon there's i reckon there's definitely a bit of progress there there's still obviously a lot of work to be done and most of that work is you know getting someone like pogba back into the side or and and holding on to him throughout this transfer window or getting getting a new midfielder in, in in this window yeah but i still think that glaring hole like as much as ragnick can sort of change the style of play and everything they need new personnel to to make a decent change
1: yeah no for sure interesting that donny van van der has got no like just as little of a look in since ralph came to the team uh yeah, that that is
0: actually super interesting, and I suppose it it might point to the fact that yeah, maybe, maybe he just doesn't show enough in in training. Maybe yeah. it's just not not. It will good be enough.
1: very interesting to see if he does leave, though, if he lights it up at another yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, mm. but anyway, it, sorry, you got you got on you got.
0: it's 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 hard to see though like if two managers
1: aren't picking him it's it's very strange yeah i agree i agree but uh yeah i think united i still see them pushing top four uh even though they're in seventh at the moment i think or sixth um but it remains to be seen i guess uh from another from one top four candidate to another um west ham uh I would actually, I would say this game is less them faltering and more leads finally turning it on. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Leads looked,
1: leads look hot. Le- leads, lead, like in, in the highlights that I watched, leads look like the leads from last season, like quick attacking, absolutely run their, run their socks off all, all day type of performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're super interesting. They're, they're super exciting to watch. Um. I suppose that they convert a little bit more than they have been this season but still very leaky and I suppose I suppose that that's the issue with with Leeds all seasons like if 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 they're not scoring then they're going to lose because they're always going to cop goals.
1: Yeah. And it's just yeah. like the live by the sword die by the sword way that they've been the entire time and I guess they're just going to have to score more than they concede which is obvious uh to stay up. But uh yeah. one player that um I think got got an assist and was pretty good all game despite obviously not having this having the show stolen by jack harrison uh rafinha and now he was a player we talked about in our last episode uh the transfer episode about uh if if they lose him they'll probably get relegated but so far 20 days into 2022 um (laughs) there has been no buzz of him being linked anywhere
0: yeah i've 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 definitely been on the lookout for 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 anything like in 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 terms of news um, of his transfer and yeah nothing's been there and he's just been consistently the best player for Leeds for such a long time there's no been no dip in form so i'm not sure where that transfer has gone but
1: yeah and like you've even got like 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 all like a couple of the pundits yesterday or a couple of days ago on um sky sports were like yeah he he could he could play for any top four team in any of the major four leagues and i'm like and, and i'm like oh, i don't disagree but like it's just like you know when you hear buzz like that about a player you assume there's buzz going on around got uh, all the other big teams about wanting him but it doesn't look like it and if they can hang on to him that'll be that'll be huge like you know like i honestly think they'll stay up if they can hang on to him he's he's integral
0: yeah if if they can keep him they have a chance of staying up if they lose him they're going down. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to see.
1: It's, but, like, yeah, they, they've strung a few results together recently, which has actually put them uh, a little bit uh, out of the relegation zone, which is good to see for them. I think they're currently sitting. They're above Everton. Yeah, they, they are above Everton. They're, they're, they're on 22 points. So they're nine points there, uh, above the drop, which is by no means safe, especially 22 points does not guarantee salvation by any stretch of the imagination. But at least, you know uh right direction for now uh speaking of teams who are not necessarily in the right direction (laughs) uh chelsea uh a one-all draw against uh brighton this morning and uh which i think they've only got one win in their last five games
0: yeah they're looking they're looking like they're struggling in a big way i mean We spoke about the whole Lukaku sort of saga a couple weeks ago. Since that's happened, he has struggled. I mean, one of the games is against Man City, so that was always going to be difficult. But in that game and also in the Brighton game, from what I saw of of a mini-match of it, he looked basically stifling of their attacks. And I think he's in a bit of a bad spell of form at the moment. They're a little bit light. Like Marcus Alonso looked sort of below par, and Tarek lampy was running laps around him. Yeah, that's so I think the left
1: acquisition is something they really need to sort out quickly.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think it's it's interesting. It's Tuchel's sort of looks like his first big challenge in the job, so it'd be interesting to see how he responds.
1: I saw Tuchel in a post match interview this morning saying that. Uh, he's like, we're the team that just plays and plays and plays and plays. And he's like, we're tired alluding to the fact that Chelsea hasn't had any games or barely any games. um, Sorry. uh, Postponed, which falls a little bit on deaf ears for me. Yes, they're the only team in the Premier League that's played 23 games. Everyone else has played 22 or 21 or less. But like, you've got the second best squad depth in the league. Like, deal with it, (laughs) essentially. Is what i reckon wait sorry you, you, you cut out a bit there <laughs> oh yeah so basically what, what i said was uh like he he's complaining about you know players are tired and they've played you know 23 games and every, no one else has played that many that everyone's played 22 or 21 due to postponements but and then like yeah that sucks but on the other hand you've got the second best squad depth in the league after man city maybe just kind of like deal with it you know what i mean <laughs>
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, w- welcome to uh, everyone else's world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like everyone plays a lot of games all seasons and or like all, all season and they don't have the squad depth that you have normally. So yeah, I think you just have to make it work as the manager of a team with the, with the coffers that, that Chelsea have.
1: Exactly. Like, and also I think they got the, they got the set, third biggest Nets men in the league, second best squad depth. Like, just won the champions league like I've got very little sympathy for chelsea honestly yeah <laughs> um it's, it's difficult to yeah it's very difficult too um but anyway uh to round out uh our, our, our first of, of what will be a few uh, uh zoom catch-ups we'll, we'll go through a few little transfer rumors because nothing n- nothing that gets me more excited like a bit of speculation <laughs> Uh, so quickly, just on some outgoings, uh, Arsenal uh, in the wake of um having games postponed for play, if not having enough players, are about to loan out two more, about to lose two more players. With Pablo Mari, uh, has completed his medical and is joining Udinese on loan, and Kalasanach has just joined French side Marseille until 2023. <laughs> Wait, so that's that's four players you've loaned out like around this postponement, right? I think it's three Mari. Murray- yeah, I made the niles and class and such, but yes, uh, yeah, essentially, yeah, <laughs> taking the piss a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help the case, but anyway, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, you got anyone you want to talk about?
0: Um. Apparently, D- Dennis Sicaria is still like a, like could potentially happen this January to either United or Juventus. Um. He wants to leave. I can't I don't have the club that he's currently with on me right now, but yeah, <laughs> apparently he's he, mentioned
1: back I'm pretty sure.
0: That's right. Yeah, merchant glad back. He he, he the, the contract runs out in June. Um and he's not gonna sign an extension. So like a, a move seems more likely in the summer, but yeah, that that could potentially still be happening. Especially I if think,
1: Gladbach want to make some cash for him before he leaves for free.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and an interesting sort of link with that one is apparently the Arthur Melo deal will be to to Arsenal would be more likely if you they have a replacement, and they sort of they're interested in signing Zakaria, as well as United. So
1: yeah, because I I heard that um, about the Arthur Melo thing too, but I heard that Juventus were eyeing uh, Bruno Guimaraes, but like they they couldn't even remotely afford him at the moment, and with the Leon's uh, value of like. 35, 45 million, whatever it was. But like, yeah, Zakaria, I'm assuming, will be a much cheaper option. So that, that, that's exciting for me. If, if they sign him, then we can get Arthur. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, I honestly don't know too much about Arthur
1: Melo, but they're yeah, obviously rated by Arteta. So could be a good move. And Arteta does love a, love a Brazilian. Yeah. The, the
0: the other thing I've got is I, I think Marcio wants to leave, and I'm pretty sure United want to let him go if they can. Yeah, absolutely. but, but I think the wages are an issue with yeah, whatever club yeah. wants. And to- also
1: he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to loan move to any English club like Newcastle and Tottenham approaches turned down. And uh, so apparently it's Barcelona, Sevilla and Juventus, are uh, three options to leave according to Fabrizio, uh, but yeah, Man United have asked for full salary to be covered plus a loan fee, which is a stretch
0: yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely a lot and i mean you can understand him not wanting to move any further north <laughs> yeah no <laughs> um the other one i've got a bit, bit of a obscure one but robin olsen has moved from um the blades to aston villa
1: but he's still he's away he's, he's on he's on he was on load from from sheffield from roma and now he's not on at Sheffield. is now on at villa right yeah yeah they transferred the loan <laughs> it's so weird that teams do yeah. that. but yeah cool i mean he's a very solid backup should martinez uh go down uh um, percent. yeah super solid uh another one that i've noticed is that uh newcastle uh Di- diego carlos a center back from sevilla uh, fabrizio says the personal terms have been agreed for a five-year potential five-year deal but Sevilla keeping the same, this is a quote from him, Sevilla keeping the same position as for the Koundé deal with Chelsea last summer. Uh, quote, unquote, important bid or no agreement. Uh, 35 million euros was not enough, which was Newcastle's initial bid. Talks ongoing. That'd be huge if Newcastle can sign. Uh, I don't know much about Diego Carlos, but if, if he pays for Sevilla, surely he's good enough to play for Newcastle. Probably even like, yeah. So him next to the cells and with Trippier as well and Matt Rich on the other side, uh, Eddie Howe could finally be going somewhere.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, when we first talk about the Newcastle takeover, we're sort of saying, you know, you need to start building that spine of the team. You need that big centre-back, solid centre-back and that centre midfielder. So that's sort of one of, those, one of those ticked off. So I think they should just spend the money, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, spend the money.
1: I mean, like, clearly Diego Carlos, like, uh, i'm I, it, 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 i'm assuming if it's like he's agreed personal terms but Sevilla waiting for a big enough fee they've just offered him like a massive amount of cash to come play and he's been like eh, shit, yeah premier like playing in the best league plus i get a bunch of money uh, he probably doesn't even know that much about newcastle but yeah yeah yeah
0: I, th- there's definitely a big <laughs> definitely a big contract sitting there yeah
1: for sure yeah. um uh, in other news, uh, Christian Eriksen has been uh, rumoured to be linked to uh, Brentford of all teams.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw, was, I saw that. I think that's the that's the sort of Scandinavian connection. Yeah, the, uh, Thomas
1: Thomas Frank yeah. said we are flattered to be linked with Christian Eriksen. He absolutely deserves to play at the top level. And no, I've not spoken to Christian at the moment. Which I don't know. That, that that gives me a little bit of hope that they could actually sign him. Like he wasn't yeah. dismissive of it at all.
0: That would be an awesome one to see. I mean, he would lift them up so much, for and sure. like, I mean, he's spent a lot of time in in, in London before, so.
1: Yeah, and also like, um,
0: could definitely work. Who,
1: who who knows like you know what his conditioning's like after what happened? But uh, if if he if he feels like he's good enough to good enough to play, then I would say that he's easily good enough to play for uh, Brentford. Like, no questions about it
0: hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: And, uh, oh, wait, have you got, were you about to say another, a rumor? I mean? Yeah,
0: I've got, I mean, I, I think, uh, a confirmed one is Wolves signed a winger called Chiquinho. Ooh. <laughs> he is Portuguese. Ah, surprise, it, surprise. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, th- this got announced, like I think maybe a week ago or a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting whether it sort of paves the way for a move, you know, is is sort of back up, um, in the case that Adama Traore does end up going to Spurs, which is something that is, you know, increasingly spoken about.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like as i as you said that I've, I'm reading a tweet from Fabrizio saying Tottenham is still trying to sign Adama Traore in January. Uh, Bruno Lage is pushing to keep him at Wolves to the end of the season. Uh, Spurs want to give the new winger like Conte asked for, and also Spurs are working to sell players like Andomboli, Doherty, Bergwijn, um, and Deli. Assuming, assume, I, I'm assuming that would be to fund this transfer.
0: Yeah, they definitely need to get rid of few get rid of a few of those players. They're just not, they're yeah, just not Conte players. Yeah, no, no, not at all.
1: But yeah, Definitely. how much? How much, What? Like, what, what do you reckon the market value is on Adama Traore at the moment? Because like, I don't think he's that close to the end of his contract. So maybe like
0: thirty million pounds.
1: Yeah, I can. Uh, I was. I was going to say probably like forty, but yeah. Anyway, within the thirty to forty range is 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 pretty good. Actually, yeah, probably thirty because he's only he's only scored one goal this season. If you had asked me at the end of last season, I would have said forty, but. Yeah, his form's not been crazy impressive of late.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's tricky. Yeah, his form's dipped a little bit. He's he's not young, but at the same time, I think Wolves might value value him a bit higher than that. Like as you say, he's not close to an end of a contract, so and is one of their main players. So yeah, you definitely get up to forty million
1: for sure. Absolutely. The last thing, the last rumor I want to I want to close on before um, we finish up is just because this is a crazy bit of speculation. Uh, Apparently, there's an offer on the table for Luis Suarez to join Steven Gerrard and Philip Coutinho at Aston Villa. What do you make of that? (laughs) Apparently, I think it would be.
0: (laughs) I think it would be crazy. I mean it's definitely good if, if if they can get the deal through. Like he's a proven winner, you know, having him and Coutinho in the squad definitely push them on some sort of cup run um, if they're still in either of the cups this year. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 it seems good to me. But it is just wild,
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I saw like a rumor, and I was like, "No way!" And then I like, I found a few more tweets about it, and like, apparently, like he had offers from like other Brazilian teams, and like would would like favor joining Villa instead. And I was just like, "That's wild! Like, it's crazy that it's crazy that Gerard has this pull, like, and he's he's only in his second ever managerial gig."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> I think to be fair, the other offers were like some teams in Brazil and a team in Saudi Arabia. So like the competition isn't heaps and he he is very old, but still, like still, I don't think Suarez or Coutinho would have considered joining Villa if Steven Gerrard wasn't there. So he's doing a definite good job in that respect.
1: Yeah. And like Suarez is old, but he still scored, I think, 20 goals in La Liga last season or like close to 20 goals in La Liga last season. So. Him and Ollie yeah. Watkins, and he, and he wouldn't have to play every game either. Like they could rest him because they've all still got Ollie Watkins, and I guess I, don't, I think he's injured. But Danny Ings is like a third option. So, yeah, yeah, that like if they get him, that's wild. Like Villa are really going places.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting with Danny Ings. He's not injured, but he's just not really getting any numbers this year i
1: don't know what no. it is but yeah because he started out when ollie watkins was injured at the start of the season bagged like three goals in five games or something and i was like all right cool and then has just dropped off the face of the earth since walking since walking games came back yeah who knows yeah but knows? uh yeah that'll uh that'll do us for this week uh plenty more football to come in the weeks in the weeks ahead we've got less the tottenham uh, oh, today actually. Uh, for, for today, for me, this tomorrow morning for you. Uh, and then there'll be plenty more. Get plenty more games as, as the league desperately tries to catch up with all the games that have been postponed. It's actually crazy when you look at the ladder. Like you've got City played twenty two, Liverpool twenty one, Chelsea twenty three, West Ham twenty two, Arsenal twenty, Spurs eighteen, United and Wolves twenty, Brighton twenty one, Leicester eighteen. This is like no one's played the same amount of games. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it is wild
0: i mean it's it's good for me everton have got a few games in hand <laughs>
1: oh beautiful
0: Currently sitting at 16th
1: yeah yeah you know you got you got three games in hand that's very handy yeah i'm a little bit worried about tottenham with mm-hmm. four games in hand sitting uh only two points behind us in sixth <laughs> we'll see how that unfolds um yes but uh anyway uh uh, like i say every week <laughs> follow us on the instagram uh which is at 40 yardswitch.pod and uh hit us up on spotify uh give us a follow and listen to us there uh, you're probably already listening to us there if you're listening now uh <laughs> at the, the 40 yard switch um and yeah see you i'll see you we'll be on zoom in in another week